So, Birdo, you lost your license and your credit card and, and, your, and your wallet. <laughs> I've lost my wallet. I am a nobody. I'm what an happened? undocumented immigrant. I thought we would go over patron emails. What do you say? Let's do it. Did, did one of the patrons take my wallet? Uh, well, actually, it's kind of related to our first topic here. <laughs> okay. This is the Psychology in Seattle podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Kirk Honda. I'm a therapist and a professor and not an ICE agent. <laughs> My name is Humberto Casanilla, and I'm an undocumented immigrant. <laughs> so our first email is anonymous from somebody, uh, and a patron, talking about gang stalking. I was wondering if you could do an episode on gang stalking. Gang stalking? Yeah. Like uh, gangs talking? Uh, or gang stalking? Gang stalking. What's that? So uh, you're stalked by a gang. Well, I'll explain it in a sec. Okay. I know someone who believes she is a victim of gang stalking. She believes she is constantly being spied on and harassed. What? Pe- people on the internet are claiming that they are all being gang stalked. They believe that people on the streets are just actors trying to mess with their head. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I've heard of this. Like the Truman Show kind of thing. So what do you think of it? Uh, I think it is a very modern paranoia. I can sort of relate to it. Like you, uh, I've certainly had those moments where I sit there and I'm like, wait a minute. Hmm. I've never died. Have I? So is this all a stage show for my benefit? But, uh, or you think you're walking down. Actually, this has happened to me a couple of times recently where I was, uh, I was, I looked up to look at some people and I could have sworn they quickly looked like they, they started to look busy. Okay. So I was like, wait a minute. Maybe I'm being spied on. Right. Maybe they took my wallet. Right. So gang stalking, it's a community, thousands of people online. They believe that they're, they're, they're all victims of this huge, and I mean gigantic conspiracy to, right. to harass thousands of people with tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of actors. You right. Know, uh, acting like they're stalking. Or, it's an expensive endeavor. Yeah. And... What do you imagine the goal of that conspiracy would be exactly? Well, see, because okay, because in my mind, when I when I briefly think about this, it's a lot cheaper for me because I'm thinking about it more in terms of a simulation. Like I'm in a computer simulation, so. Okay. But if it were real people and all these things, th- there's a bit of narcissism to it, right? Because it's like yeah. hundreds of thousands of people trained on me but to what would the conspirators want out of stalking people this way to turn me into a sheeple what do you what do you mean because you know i i'm tricked into thinking the world is one way but wouldn't it be if you want to train sheeple wouldn't you not want to alert them to being (laughs) stalked well especially because you know let's say this is a financial endeavor uh, and by turning into a sheeple, I spend a little more money. Let's say that amounts to a couple thousand bucks a year more. How much did it cost to get me to that point? Yeah, well, the, the, what they think, and it, it's it's a wide variety of beliefs, but a lot of them believe that the goal of the conspiracy is to destroy their life. To destroy it? What, have they wronged someone? I, Maybe they feel guilty. Maybe there's an element of guilt, like... Maybe I deserve this. I don't know. I felt guilty before, and I didn't believe people were sad. But, but it's it's weird, right? It's like so. The government. It's often the government. The government is trying to slowly destroy your life by having by paying <laughs> agents to look at you in public and and like 
Why what? not do it quickly? Why not destroy you quickly? I mean, the thing is, is like it, it breaks down on so many levels. If the government wants to watch you, they don't have to send agents. They can just they can just monitor your phone or send two agents. That's all you need. Well, you don't need an agent. Is the point? You sure. know what I mean? Like everything the government wants to know, but, they they already know about you. <laughs> well, but the movie is better if there's a couple agents. I'm just saying you only need a couple actors. So <laughs> so there's that, and and it's like. And if you're not doing anything, then what, what would the government even be seeing? Well, I think of like James he, Bond or, he, or he the Born Identity. He took those. a shit today, you know? <laughs> the bowel movement consisted of the hamburger he ate yesterday, you know? Like, right. what, what possible interest would that be to anyone? They just want to ruin you. No, but seriously, think of these movies like spy movies and things like that. Even there, you never see like hundreds of thousands of people in on it, right? It's like, okay, that person's following me. Ooh, that gal, I bet you is in on it. Right, and there's usually a purpose, like yeah, they international have espionage. They, they have the secret codes they need. Yeah. So what's interesting about this is that it's actually a variety of people. Uh, I did some research on it, and there are they seem, quote-unquote, normal. Not not to me, but uh, because sure. every, there, there's no such thing as abnormal when you right, look at people, sure. you know. But uh, meaning they don't... They don't, not every action they take is guided by this paranoia. Um, I don't know. But when they make videos on, you know, and they, they, there's a, actually there's this one video of a support group uh-huh. and they're all talking to the camera and yeah, they just they seem, seem like normal. regular suburban people. Now, how do we know we're not part of the conspiracy? Like we could be trying to convince them that their fears are ridiculous, but we're really shills for the machine. Yeah, absolutely. And by me saying that, it's me trying to like gain legitimacy like oh well since they're since they're being fourth wallish about it then it's okay they're not really in on it and now you're doing that and i'm doing that to make you really really second guess and then i make a joke about it because (laughs) but then we move on because we have to right so (laughs) there are people who are doctors actually there's a famous physician who is a well-known gang Uh, they call them targeted targeted individuals they believe wow. themselves to be TIs, targeted individuals. It's like a, 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 it reminds me a little bit of the people that have alien abduction kind of uh, paranoia. Yeah, but right, right. But that's all different because that one is real. Well, it, <laughs> it's it's discreet in that it happened once. So, like, oh, I see. You could be like, well, I'm telling you, man. There was this one night 10 years ago where I got probed where I woke up and I was in the middle of this thing. And then the next day I woke up and I was back in bed and my ass hurt, you know, <laughs> and your like, roommate had a funny look on his face. <laughs> well, so that one is, is, is like, to me, it feels different. You know, it's, it's like you could have a, an event, you know, and then it's over and it, you know, but these people, these people believe every time they walk out the door, you know, they're, they see evidence of it. It also know? reminds me of the Mandela effect people, you know, that, that, that they think that the MK ultra or the Hadron Collider is doing a mass psychology experiment on a lot of us. Right. Actually. So this relates to another uh, email got recently from patron Mark. He writes, I'm wondering if you have any thoughts related to why so many people subscribing why so many people are subscribing to the shape-shifting lizard belief. Oh, my God. Which is all over the Internet. Is that out now? Can it's, we talk about it now? <laughs> it seems to be largely propagated by David Icke, 
Yeah, who, David Ike. Ike, who yeah. I have heard speak. I admire how convincing he can be. He could probably argue that cats are made of cheese and convince people <laughs> that he is correct. It's similar to the sci-fi fiction. It's similar to sci-fi fiction. V, the final battle, <laughs> such as V, which I loved, and the Silurians and vintage Doctor Who. Is this some kind of Jungian phenomenon? Mass hysteria, a modern equivalent of witch and werewolf, satanic panic style group hysteria paranoia i find it fascinating that no one seems to be examining this from a psychological perspective well to channel jordan peterson you know we we have a innate fear of the reptilians because for millions of years they were our devils and so there's a deeper truth than the surface truth hiding here and the deeper truth is that we are in fact surrounded by reptilian devils and so yes right so (laughs) It ties into Jungian and and folk yes. understanding and and uh, and you know we can tell ourselves stories all day long. But what's the, what's the thinking? Like the thinking is that there are reptile uh, humanoids that are trying to control the world, but they are afraid that if they reveal themselves to be reptiles, would be oh god, reptiles, and then we'd kill them or something. Right? Wasn't wasn't Hillary one of the reptiles? Right. Right. I might. What I don't understand is, doesn't a reptile snout protrude farther than a human face? Well, I'm sure they have some way around that. Or are these like flat-nosed reptiles? Yeah. So there are support groups for targeted individuals, and they'll talk to the camera on YouTube and yeah. say, "As you can see, I'm not crazy. You know, you can clearly see I'm not. I'm not crazy." And they talk about don't go to a psychiatrist because they're probably in on it. They're probably reptiles themselves, right? Uh, if you if your family tells you that this is all in your head, they might be in on it. Psychiatry in Greek means the reptilian doctor. Yeah. Also, don't reptiles reptiles are cold blooded. You need to, they need to spend time out in the sun, otherwise they can't heat up their body. But if you have these reptiles like covering the That's bo- why global warming, hello. Oh duh. So it's all fun and games until you actually tell this next bit here is that it might actually lead to violence. Like <gasps> The guy who killed 12 people at the Washington State Naval Yard in 2013. Do you remember Did that? Did he believe in that? There are signs that he believed that he, oh, no. that he was a targeted individual. Oh, target. Oh, God. Yeah. Yikes. What if this dude in Vegas thought, believed that too? No, there, I don't think there's evidence of that. Um, why do you say that? Well, I'm just saying, like, what would compel someone to off hundreds of people Maybe maybe he thought he they were after him. No, I'm pretty sure he just had he was just like one of those typical people who just Well, then that's a good explanation. <laughs> no, it's not a it's not a good right. explanation. There's no explanation. But I'm saying No, I there is an explanation. There are plenty of that people don't like to hear, by the way. There are there's a wide variety of behavior among humans, and when you give humans options like wearing bell bottoms or high heel shoes or big humongous hats or no shirt on a, you know, on a cold day in Seattle, or you give people options to um, believe in reptiles, you know, ruling the earth, there, there's going to be a percentage of people that are going to do those things. And when you give people the, the means to 
uh, annihilate a, a, a l- large number of humans in a small amount of time, you're going to see, and you have millions upon millions of people on the planet. Every once in a while, someone's just going to be like, you know what? I'm angry at the world and I want people to pay or I'm angry at the world and I want to die and I want to, I want to bring some people down with me. Yeah, or, I know, but you you're know, still just giving a potential reason. I'm just saying. It, I, but it, it, it is a reason is the point. And, and that's what I want to point out is that there's a, there's a, a narrative in society that you can't explain it. And it's like, you can explain it. These, a lot of these, again, they're, they're mostly men, right? And they're mostly isolated and they mostly are angry and they're, they're, they've lost their life somehow or they're losing their life and they're suicidal clearly because they plan on killing themselves and they want to get back as a society. They want revenge, you know, they want to bring down people with them. And it's not a mystery to me is the point, you know, Sandy Hook, people are like, Oh, what was wrong with that person? You know, autism, da, 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 da. It's like, he was an angry kid. He had a long history of being angry and a long history of uh, having kind of fantasies about like revenge against other humans. And, and, and he ended up acting out. Now, I can't scientifically prove it because there's really no way to do that. But I don't know. It seems kind of obvious to me. Yeah. It's just that nothing, it doesn't seem any less or more irrational that someone would believe you know, I think there's a hun- hundreds of people against me, so I think I'm going to go kill them. Versus, you know, I think the world sucks and hundreds of people should die. Well, I'm Both not- of them seem equally irrational. Well, your definition of irrational, you know, is really debatable. Well, um, my definition is just what keeps our society going for longer. Well, right. So anything along those lines is bad, right? Yeah. Similar to global warming yeah. and driving so, our cars. So the person is like, reptile people must murder. Like, okay. Or... I'm anyway, angry. anyway, my Let's point, murder. my point is, is that you said something that I think is actually out there in society, which is like, you can't explain it. It's no, so no, bizarre. I didn't say, I said, oh, I bet you that guy maybe thought of reptiles too. That's all I said. And that's an explanation actually. Oh, well, anyway, <laughs> so, so talking mainly about targeted individuals, um, and the, um, gang stalking thing, it's, it, it's not largely studied mostly because people in my world don't care so much about what's popular on the internet because right. people in my world deal with the real world, which is the vast majority of patients coming to clinics are have been studied and we realize what's happening. And right. we're not so interested in like, oh, a couple thousand people on the internet are talking about something. Sure. And the news likes to talk about them. Do you know what I mean? Like it's not that that has no bearing on a psychiatrist working in a mental institution or me as a therapist, you know, providing six billion people stressed out. Yeah. And seven and a half. Don't get enough sleep. Well, no, because the other, the other half of a billion are okay. Oh. <laughs> so uh, uh, it's taken me a while to realize that there's seven and a half billion. But um, seven and a half billion people. Yeah, I think when we were kids, it was like like five billion. Yeah, it was like four and a half or something. People need to stop having babies. <laughs> um, so that's why it's not studied very much, and you know, and the, the you know, the, uh, patron, what what's his face, Mark, uh, asked, you know, why isn't it? Why isn't the reptilian conspiracy being studied? It's just like <laughs> what? What? That's similar to when they say, "Why don't you believe in Thor and Zeus?" 
Okay, well, for the same reason, I don't believe in like the Egyptian gods and the Sumerian gods and all these other gods. How is so, that analogy? Because like, why would we pick one random narrow conspiracy theory to focus on when right. there's thousands of random conspiracy theories right, out there? Right. So the idea is is that just because it's it's interesting or it hit your radar or right. it's in your news or you know someone with it doesn't mean that it's actually foreign to right. us in the, in the field. We've known about delusions yeah. and about conspiracy-minded people right. and about people who have odd beliefs since the beginning of our profession and and this is just another example of that, right. you know. If you when you study this long enough, you realize Society has always had this. I mean, X-Files was based on this. <laughs> right, exactly. So uh, we've always, always, you know, Bigfoot, aliens, contrails, <laughs> you know, uh, what else? It, you know, yeah. The and, l- giant d- uh, well, and, bef- bef- well, and also when you study history, you realize that every culture has a different set of right. boogie people and boogie things and or well and but specific conspiracy theories yeah. based on their their the the things that they latch onto right. you know like prior to a couple hundred years ago no one believed in aliens right right it was all demons and devils and angels right and then as our society stopped believing in demons and de- devils and angels and we started to actually wonder huh if we have the ability to fly into space, right? Do other planets have people that can fly into space? I wonder if they've ever come here. Oh my God! What if they've come here? You know, like and it, the world's a big place. Are we sure we've seen every animal out there? Yeah. Well, actually, those are actually, in my experience, starting to die off because of people with cell phone cameras. You right. Know? <laughs> because when I grew up, when when we grew up in the seventies. You could pretty easily just... A Polaroid. <laughs> yeah, you could pretty easily just say something like, I saw it, you know? Yeah. And today, you're like, if you saw it, did you take a picture? Well, like the Bigfoot film stands out because no one had film of anything. Right. It's like, whoa! Or that little Loch Ness footage, you know? Well, and they didn't have the ability to stabilize images. No. And have you was... seen the stabilized? Um, uh, no. Uh, uh, it's it's hilarious. Is it? Yeah, anyone out there, go out and Google the stabilized Bigfoot footage. It is so clearly a dude in a <laughs> in a suit. Because, like, the, the footage is zoomed in and it's all, you know. It's, it's all wavy. And yeah, stuff. it's all wavy and stuff. But when you actually just uh, stabilize it, it's, it's so goofy looking, you know. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, uh, but having said that, when I was a kid, like with all the different TV shows and everything, and one of them was hosted by Leonard Nimoy, Spock, in search of, uh, you know, I believed, I absolutely believed in Loch Ness Monster. Right. And, and as kids, like, the, the world still seemed, we didn't have Google Earth or any of this stuff, right? So the world seemed largely unexplored. Yeah, and you would read about these uh, explorers and the history books and stuff. But as far as you're concerned, the whole thing's a jungle, and so of course there's beasts and dragons and things. Like who knows? Right. So to me, just looking at it from my perspective, it seems to have possibly a number of different causes: the belief in gang stalking. Uh, you know, as I've said already, there there are people suffering, like there are likely people suffering from actual delusional disorders. And the thing is, is that for people who are interested in, you know, targeted individuals and watch YouTube videos, it might be 
is confusing to you because you're watching what looks to be a, a totally normal person. Yeah. And they don't look crazy to you. But they're talking completely convincingly over time that they believe in, in you know, gang stalking. And, and so it's, it feels very compelling. But I'm here to tell you that people suffering from delusions don't look any different than right. anyone else. Right. Delusions don't cause like a horn to stick out of people's head. Like, have you watched all the flat earth stuff? Right. Which is true, by the way. I'm just saying, have you watched it? Yeah. <laughs> and, and so it's, you know, it, uh, that's one thing that I think makes it compelling to people. It's like, wow, that, that dude looks really they, normal. They look like trustworthy people. So. Right. Right, and and they're totally convinced, you know, they and they've seen things, you know, and they they have quote unquote evidence. So, the the and the other thing to know is that to have a paranoid delusion, there are many psychiatric paths to that. It's not just one disorder. There are, uh, you know, off the top of my head, I can think of like fifty different paths just myself, and it's not even <laughs> my it's not even my field. Things like obviously schizophrenia, bipolar. OCD can actually become delusional. Extreme forms of PTSD can actually manifest in some delusion-like activity. Extreme anxiety, brain injury, and then a whole slew of drug-induced psychosis. Do you know what drugs can cause psychosis? Not off the top of my head. Pretty much every drug that you that are that's out there. Muscle relaxants. Oh wow. Sleep aids. You know, like um, like Ambien. Uh, antihistamines, antidepressants, hypertension meds, painkillers, huh. anticonvulsants, Parkinson meds, chemotherapy meds, and many others. And then that's just the prescribed ones. So everything because <laughs> illicit drugs, meth, coke, crack, opiate withdrawal, PCP, marijuana, LSD, and, and many others. Now, it's not common to smoke pot and have a massive like a, hallucination. Uh, I've been there, though. <laughs> but But it can happen, you know. Yeah. And for some people, it can absolutely happen. So, so drugs and also just n totally normal, well-studied psychiatric illnesses can absolutely be the cause. And I, and I think it, it's probably a lot of the people. Because the other thing is, is like, even after you've become medicated, that doesn't necessarily mean that you've, you've shed a, all of the symptoms or no. all of the beliefs. No, because you probably have internalized some stuff as like, well... That's not part of my illness. That I believe in. Right. Right. Exactly. Um, so, so psychiatric disorders, including drug-induced psychiatric disorders. Also, there are uh, there's a well-studied group of people who are what we might call conspiracy-minded. They're sure. they're extremely prone to conspiracies. Oh, I know some of those people. Almost indiscriminately. Um, I know. I know. In fact, I know hundreds of those people because they're always following me everywhere. Right. It, it satisfies, to me, it seems to satisfy some defense of these people to, um, some defense, like they want to feel different. They want to feel special. I see. They, they don't feel special and this mm -hmm. makes them in a weird way special, but they also are highly anxious. So it all kind of fits. Well, um, there's a lot of media too that feeds that. For example, there, there's lots of, uh, talk shows that are constantly talking about these conspiracies, you know, these lizard these reptile people like alex jones for example we've talked about uh if you listen to this show you probably and you really like have listened to it and believe it you're probably convinced that the world is not what it seems and right. you're constantly constantly being 
tricked and monitored and everything. Right. It's similar to <clears throat> if you were part of some, um, you know, some sect of Christianity that believed in devils and angels. Sure. And there are people in the United States and otherwise who actually believe that, the, you know, the devil is among us. Yeah. When I was in high school, uh, some of my friends were um, reborn Christians, like very, um, very, very, I'd call a bit extreme on that front. Um, and they, they actually constantly practiced what they called uh, demon warfare. And uh, so I would, I would walk by and they'd be, you know, praying under their breath and, and I'd say, oh, what's up? And it's like, shh, shh, shh doing demon warfare and they really believed that they were combating actual demons amongst us right so these people don't have a psychiatric illness and they're not right. using cocaine they have they've been told and are convinced of a particular belief system and it and there are consequences to questioning it in their community right. you know um that there's also i think for the targeted individuals there are people looking for a community. I, I think there are some people who are extremely lonely and they are extremely susceptible to groupthink and because they're so desperate for some sense of community, whether that be a religious cult or or a landmark forum. Or 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 a sports team or Scientology. Or yeah, just something you know, they they're they're just lonely and they they go to these, they go to the, you know, you go to the, um, I mean, what's, what's weird about the targeted individual in the gang stalking quote unquote community is that they are for whatever reason, um, they're on the internet, you know, there's not a group of, of schizophrenics on the internet, you know, like who, huh. who, who claim, who like identify, you know, as like, sure. We are schizophrenics who believe we are Napoleon. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's not a group, right? But this group is, and so therefore it tends to get a lot of recruits that aren't delusional and don't actually even really believe in it, but they, they'll trick their mind to believe right. in it because they, they want... Well, they might get curious at first, and then, you know how... Someone tells you, um, what's that phenomenon when you first hear a word and then all of a sudden you're hearing that word everywhere? Right. I forget what, what you call that. But um, so in a similar way, you might join this kind of a, out of curiosity, but then your brain sort of starts noticing patterns because we're so good at pattern recognition. So you're like, oh, wait a minute. I did notice people cross the street when I cross the street. Maybe they're onto something. Mm -hmm. And then you start sort of like seeing, seeing Bigfoot's. It's also people who are just extremely easily convinced. I, I know people like this. They, they, they change their belief system very easily based on um, quote-unquote charismatic storytellers. Right. People, I, I know people close to me who will have a huge stint of astrology belief, you know, mm -hmm. and be like uh, totally into it and preach it to everyone around right. them. And then they believe in like toxins of the body, and then they believe in like weird political conspiracies of some kind, you know, or or just weird political movements, you know, that might actually not be bad, but it's just I think there are certain people that, for a period of time, it's almost like a kind of a weird hobby of theirs to right. to, to get into. Um, and then also, I think there's a fair amount of trolls, which can't ever be discounted, uh, people that. Um, are just having fun on the internet. 
Also, I think there are a certain amount of people who actually know that they are lying, that they are, um, you know, I, with the way that the internet is today and the, and with the way that YouTube, it, I feel like, I feel like no one is really talking about the fact that YouTube has become almost like a, its own country or something where, <laughs> where people, it's, it's almost like the, the gold rush of California, you know? <laughs> There's a, there are people sitting at home thinking like, I could make it big because, you know, you have like the, the Logan Pauls and all these people right. making millions of dollars. Like, I could be that. Per- I'm, I have a camera. Right. And I'm I, going now to California. And I have a head and I can say things. I can say outrageous things. Or anything, you know, because and there was actually a woman who actually she went into YouTube and shot those people. Yeah, right, right, right. And. Was it no? It was Facebook Live. No, it was it was YouTube or I don't know whatever no, I, the it case. It was Facebook Live. Okay, whatever the case was, she believed that she, the she believed she could make money doing yoga videos. Yeah. And oh no no I know what you're talking about. Sorry. Yes, she was. Uh, this was YouTube. Iranian. I don't know or something. But she she thought she could make she she and her her yoga videos. I looked at them. They yeah. were they were fine. Yeah. No, I saw that too. But you know, she, uh, I don't know how to make money, and, and she was so upset apparently, and she was ranting. And she went into the Google YouTube office and shot the people. Yeah, right. I thought you were talking about there was a, um, there was a, 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 like a year ago or something. There was some someone who killed, shot some people, or killed some people on Facebook Live. Mm. But yeah, right. So so there were um, so there's a there's a whole group of people, millions upon millions of people who think that the internet is this really easy place to make a ton of money. Right. And so they, they're looking for angles, you know, there are people who will do the cinnamon challenge or the hot pepper challenge or the eat a, a, a detergent pod challenge or something. And I'm convinced that these people, they, they think they're going to be the next Logan Paul, you know, they're looking for that one viral video and it's, and some of these people actually do make it, but uh, you know, 99.9999% of these people like right. get five views and that's it. I mean, take it from me, the podcast for, I don't know, four years had, I don't know, a hundred to, <laughs> to a thousand people maybe listening, you know? But then we did the ice challenge and that really did it. Oh, God. <laughs> so, so I think that some people are like, I wonder if I can get a bunch of hits if I right. make a video claiming I'm a targeted individual. So, so the last bit here is, um, I think some people actually might have actually produced this in their life. They have a random thought, like, I wonder sure. if I wonder if people are gang stalking me, and they walk out their door, and something little happens, yeah, some, some kind of coincidence, and they're like, oh, maybe that, maybe yeah. that was. They, they're not convinced. They're like, right. maybe, maybe, and then they get a little nervous, and they start acting weird around people. Around people they know, like at work or something. And then they look at them funny. <laughs> right. They look at them funny. And yeah. then the people look back at them funny because you're looking at them. Fu- and then you do that for like six months. It's and like people are always looking at me. Right. So, be, you know, and, and, and so it's like a feedback loop. And like, I sit down and people like move away. <laughs> right. Exactly. So I, I imagine that might be true as well. Um, and the last category of cause that I could think of off the top of my head, speculation, is that there might actually be one or two people in this community who are legitimately being stalked. <laughs> Stalking is a thing. Now, 
by hundreds? Of no, people? no. They're probably being stalked by, by, one, by one person. One person. Um, and they're extrapolating it to other people. I see. I mean, stalking is a thing. Sure. I mean, yeah. Or they split from Scientology because Scientology will legitimately stalk people. Right, right, right. The, the chance they're going to stalk some rando because they usually target someone pretty obvious, you know, right. like an author that or someone who broke free Scientology and is talking shit about them now, you know. So, but, you know, they're, I'll hold out that there are possibly people who are legitimately being gang stalked. Or like me, where before this year, I didn't have to worry about it. But after we did our show in January, now I'm like gang stalked by podcast listeners all the time. Yeah. So it, it's, um, it's probably the other way around, right? Like, <laughs> like, like, get away. I like your podcast, but get away. <laughs> There's a small chance that, you know, some people in our society are actually being watched by agents of the government or something. But to me, it's like the chance that you would know or 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 two that once you noticed that they would continue doing it that way. Do you right. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I'm like we can't catch the people in the top 20 most wanted list, but somehow we have the resources to like go and follow randos all day long. <laughs> so so before we go to the break, what's the final what's the final word on gang stalking? I think gang stalking is actually a good thing because I remember in the eighties and nineties, like the level of violence between blue and red and you couldn't wear certain colors to school and stuff. So the more the more we get talking to each other, I think the more we can reach common ground. I think it's actually really sad. Um these people are legitimately suffering if I mean if they really believe it and they're not trolling and they're not just making something up for YouTube. Well, even if they are just making up for YouTube, it's like they're suffering in some way that leads them to produce something like that. And every person that I see, I, I just think untreated delusion of some kind and they need help. And it's not uncommon for people with delusions, particularly paranoid delusions to ascribe helpers as part of the problem to think that I mean it, it. It sometimes they're fine. Sometimes paranoid people with paranoid delusions will absolutely seek help and be totally fine with it. But sometimes um, they're so wrapped up in the in the mental illness that when you actually reach out for help, it, it's very easy for you to become seen as part of the conspiracy. So yeah, like if you, if you're trying to tell them it's not real, like right. I was joking about it earlier, but. You know, like, oh, wouldn't we be part of it? But seriously, if you think it's the whole thing, like if you think the earth is flat, anyone that's trying and, and you think it, that the, there's this big global thing that's been trying to convince us that it's not anyone trying to show you data. Uh, actually, I've run into the same thing with arguments when you're trying to have uh, discussions about, say, religion and things is the, the easy thing is like anything that goes against your beliefs, the devil is doing it. Right. So it's very it's very easy to say, oh, oh, oh. oh that must mean that I'm right. Right. And I, I consider it almost like an evolution of belief systems. Similar to religion, so using the religion analogy, it at some point in the history of human humans and societies, there were probably several different religious systems that emerged. And if a religious system emerged that said, um, we believe in a personal understanding of religion— you cannot share it with other people. You you cannot try to convince other people to be like you 
because that is against our religion. That one dies off. <laughs> that one that one dies after one person. <laughs> right. So, but you have another merging system in another society that says uh, you could get a better spot in heaven if you convince more people to right. join. Um, and lo and behold, a lot of the religions of the earth have those components. And so similar, if a conspiracy theory pop up, different conspiracy belief systems pop up here and there. And the one that says, and the people in power uh, are so powerful that any evidence that refutes what your belief system is, is obviously from them. Right. Know? Like actually you mentioned Scientology. They have that thing where if someone is trying to tell you that Scientology is not good, that all oh, they're, uh, I forget the word they use, right? The Thetans or whatever. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. They're actually a negative influence. That's what they warned me about. Right. Exactly. Right. So, so it doesn't, it's no mystery that, the ones that survive and Scientology is still, it's still around. Right. It is strong. Going I mean, strong. I was in, in LA not too long ago and the office on Hollywood Boulevard, Sunset, whatever down the there. Celebrity Center or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Is like thriving. You know, right. people are walking in and out of there, you know. Um, so, so to me, when I think of the gang stalking people and the people who are targeted individuals, I, I'm just really sad for them. And, we have a society that stigmatizes mental illness to such a degree that we just have all these lost people. And, and I, I know people that I know people like this in my clinical work who didn't, who didn't believe they were being gay. Well, actually they did believe they were being gang stalked, but they didn't call them that. Do you know what I mean? That's, I that's what, that's why it's just so similar, right. you know, for someone to believe that, a group of people are watching them and a group of people are conspiracy, you know, have a conspiracy against them and the government is behind it, you know, right. and, and they're trying to ruin your life. I mean, that is like bread and butter schizophrenia or, or delusional uh, bipolar, you know, I always feel like somebody's watching me. Yeah. The only line you remember that from that song, you know, can you think of another line from that song? The, the, the fantasy. Well, that's the riff, but can you remember the verse? All right, we're back from the break. If you haven't become a patron of the podcast, do so now. Go to patreon.com, become a patron of the podcast. Also, join the Facebook fan group. Do you ever just post things yourself on the Facebook fan group? Not usually. I usually reply to stuff. Okay. Do you reply to a lot of things? No. Because I feel like people uh, well what's it like on the facebook fan group usually linden posts uh well like when we put a new episode up he usually reposts it there um people ask questions or bring up topics what kind of questions um like usually it is related every now and then there's some unrelated thing but it's usually like well well, what do you you know what if what do folks think about such and such topic and then people like comment um Okay. There's uh, usually discussions about the episodes. Well, I just know our listeners are some smart, interesting people, so I would imagine that there would be interesting things going on. Anyway, speaking of famous patron Linden, he asks, he asked us, and we sort of answered it in another episode, what is the most embarrassing faux pas that you and Berto have ever made in, in public? Um, and you talked about one. Yes. Which was... Oh, uh, God. It was my um, 
it was basically that I was very embarrassed to do a thing in public. <laughs> what was it? I'm trying. I, I can't. I don't even remember what it was. Well, you don't have to tell a story. I just want to be reminded of what it was. Right. I'm having a hard time remembering. Oh, you don't remember anyway. No, no, it was. Uh... So, so I have a couple here. Um, one is is that I a patron Amy actually wrote in and reminded me of one. She's on uh, one of our good fans on online, and she she said that um, patron Amy said that her neighbor steals people's dogs because she believes people are neglecting them. Have you ever heard of such a thing? What they steal them? Well, I guess okay. I guess I could see that if if you actually see them being abused or something. But like, yeah, so I guess it's possible. But what Amy is saying is that this neighbor is super convinced that everyone is neglecting their dogs and goes and steals dogs from them, you know, um, which would be very upsetting if someone, yeah. if someone stole my dog and then. Well, it's also illegal. <laughs> yeah, I just can't imagine how horrible that would be. But. There but, is that but, line between, like, what do you do if you see... Well, no, I know what you do. You call the authorities. Yeah, I guess. But I don't know if they would do much, you know. Well, there I mean? there are pet laws, right? There's there's protection laws. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I wonder. I wonder what would actually happen, you know, because it's not like... I'm, I'm, not, I'm not guessing the government spends that much funding on, like, high-level investigations, because that would... It would come down to, he said, she said, you know what I mean? Someone right. would, someone would right. have to... You, you can make a report and then an investigator just can't go, oh, well, that's good enough for me. Let's take the pet away, you know? <laughs> so, um, I mean, I, I guess I've seen things in the news like someone has a puppy mill or something and uh, investigators go and they see it with their own eyes, you know, blah, blah, blah. But, but right. if someone was just being mean to their pet, you know, I don't know. Anyway, but I want to say that one of the most embarrassing things that I've ever done in public was I, I did this once. I stole a neighbor's pet. Well, how old were you? I was in my 30s. Oh, my God. Okay. I thought you were like a teenager. No. So I want to... Oh, I, I find this to be one of the most embarrassing <laughs> things I ever did. So do you remember when I moved into the Lake City house? Yeah. Or did you? No, like, wait. I I, met I don't know. No, I knew you after you were already there. Yeah. So it was around the, around the time I met you. We I'd moved into the Lake City house. And I was really excited moving in, you know, meeting the neighbors and everything. And uh, there's this cat that shows up in my driveway, and it is looking sad. I mean, it it, it looks hurt and and um, you know skinny and malnourished and almost like it was feral, like it came out of the woods or something, you know. Wow. And so I feel really bad. This is the first day moving into this house, Yikes. you know. And so I get some milk and I get some food and I start, you know, trying to nurse it back to, I get it a blanket. It's, it's under my car, you yeah. know, and I'm trying to help it out. And, and I'm just like, oh my God, you know, I wonder but if it's you don't okay. know whose it is. Well, so here's the thing looking back. <laughs> so, so the fact that I started this off, I stole someone's pet yeah. at no point in my brain did it, did I think to ask my neighbors if this was their cat. I and, see. And the only thing I can think of is that the cat was so decrepit and so, I don't know what, it just didn't look like someone's cat. Well, but but that's why I was, what I was saying is you didn't already know that it was someone's cat. No. You were like, oh, that's Johnny's but, cat. But really, I didn't know anyone, anyone's right. cat because right. I just moved in that you day. You just moved in. 
And so, uh, and then... So the, you didn't steal it, like, as in... No, no. Oh, no, no. It gets worse. Oh, no. So... So I think the next day or I don't know, maybe a, maybe a couple of days later, I'm like, look, this cat can't stay under my car, you know? And so I took the cat to the, to the Humane Society or uh-huh. to, to the local, um, whoever takes those animals. Um, the one in Inner Bay, I don't know if you know of it, but I brought the cat there. And then I said to the, to the people there, I said, so I just want to let you know that I don't want you to euthanize this cat if if it if you if it comes to that then i'll just come and get the cat you know like i'll come and get it and it'll be my cat it'll be my very sick cat you know and i'll figure (laughs) out an answer but but i don't know what to do with it because it's not my cat and i already have a couple cats and you know so uh you know and then okay we'll take it take the cat then i go back home and i start meeting the neighbors oh my god and one of my neighbors says is talking about, you know, their animals. We're talking about our animals. And then she, she says, um, and actually this neighbor was a foster home for animals. I didn't know this at the time, but over the varying years, she would have, you know, anywhere from five to like 25 pets. Oh, and, wow. and, and it was an empty nest. All the kids had moved out. So, right. so she had different bedrooms for different Types Hence why she might have a decrepit cat. Right, but I didn't know that at the time. Right. So so she says to me, So so Kirk, I just want to let you know that our cat so and so it you know uh, is I have we haven't found it. I just wanted you know, sometimes our and our cats end up in your backyard, so I just wanted to, you know, get give you a heads up to see if you find it. At that moment, it suddenly occurs to me th- that was the cat. That was the cat. And I'm like, and they live right next door. And where the cat, oh. where my driveway is, the cat, all the cat was probably like twenty yards from their yard. Oh, so the cat was, it, it was so obvious, and right. and I just remember looking at her, and my, it, it was everything was <laughs> dawning on me, and in my head I was I was like, oh, but I can't say anything because we just moved in here, so so I leave the house immediately, and I think I just got to go get that cat and bring it back. That's so crazy because that's not the Kirk I know now. Right. Because like I could totally see you going like, oh my God, I just took your cat to the... <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. I, well, because in my head, I thought there's a way out of this. Sure. Go back to the pound, get the cat, get the bring cat. it back. It's only been like a day. Slight of hand. <laughs> well, and I might explain it then. Yes. Right. But at least the cat's okay. Wow. But telling them I stole your cat right. from my yard even though it was just 20 yards from your yard and, and, and I put it in a shelter. It, it actually knowing her later, I could have said that because again, they had animals coming in, right. Dying all the time. And so I could have, I could have said that she probably would have been fine. Oh, but you, anyway, but right. I'm panicking, I'm panicking, right. you know? And, uh, and I'm not the sort of person where I could just be like, well, I'll just act like it never happened. Like I, I could have done that. It could have been like, well, that was that, you know, and she'll never know. And I, you know, that wasn't an option. Like I had, I had one way out that was good, which is get the cat. I had one way out was bad, which is, I'm sorry, I stole your cat, you know? Yeah. So go to the pound and, um, I walk in there and I'm like, so, you know, I was here a couple of days ago. I brought this cat and my name is this and this. And, you know, and I said, you know, that if, uh, and I actually found the owner, I said. And so if I could get the cat and they're like, Oh, okay. So we walk into the back room where all the cages are and 
they're kind of standing around and there's this woman and she, she's like, um, she's like, Oh, I, I don't know. I don't know if I can, I don't know if I can find the cat. <gasps> oh no. And, and, and she says, and she says, I quote something or I can't quote, but something on the lines of, uh, we might've put it down. <gasps> oh no. And I'm like, I, I, I'm like, I, I told you guys that, I wanted it back. And so right. I so so not only did I steal the cat, but I killed the cat. Oh. <laughs> and, and and then she's like, "Well, well wait a second, there's another room." Oh. And I'm like, "So what?" She's like, "Oh yeah, there and she's acting real kind of frazzled and annoyed with right. me that I'm even asking for such a thing." And so she's like, "Oh, there's another room with cats." And I'm like, "So are you going to check it?" And why would you say you might have killed the cat? Right, that's like the the doctor in the in Silicon Valley or something. Like, oh, you have cancer. Right. I mean, uh, I have cancer. No, I mean, you, no one's got cancer. No, you mean arrested development? I think uh, both. The, oh. Any of these doctors that are like saying outrageous things, and you're like, what? Right. So, <laughs> so, so at this point, I, I'm thinking I'm getting really annoyed, you know, because. I had a false idea of what these shelters were like. Yeah. I, I thought of them as like humane, and yeah, humane. like little hospitals or something. But yeah. you know, I I found out that day that those places are pretty disorganized, and oh, you know what I mean. I right. think I think they work on a low budget. You know, anyway. So we go into a back room, and uh, they can't find the cat, and they're like, "Yeah, I, I think it's dead." You know, and I'm like, "Ah." Oh. And I'm and I'm and I'm getting oh, I'm getting livid at this point. I'm I'm yelling at them. I'm like, I, how how could this happen? And they're like, Well, um, actually, let's check our records. <laughs> so they go to the records and they're like, and after about an hour, they're like, Oh, actually, we sent it to the vet, the the cat to the vet. Oh my god, dude! Like that's <laughs> imagine if this happened with a human patient, right? Like, oh, your aunt, uh. She's probably dead. I, I think that happens, actually. I mean, not that statement, but like... <laughs> oh, wait, 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 wait. We sent her to a different hospital. Right. <laughs> right. Or a different room or something. Yeah. And so so at this point, I'm like, uh, I'm like, oh, God. So so I call the vet. The vet's closed. And I leave this message. Frantic vet. You go, I want the cat back. I'll pay for the bills. I'll come get the cat. Um, then the next day, the I'm, I just can't take it anymore. And so I'm like, I just got to go tell him. So I go over there and I tell them that, because uh, at least at that point, I was like 99% sure the cat was still alive and locatable. You know what I mean? Oh. And so I go next door and I say, I just tell the whole story. I'm just oh, like, oh my God. So this is what happened. And I can't believe. And so the so looking back, the only thing I could think of was I, my brain was so kind of frazzled upon moving. and <laughs> And you know how it takes a while to feel like, you really live in a place. Sure, right. It doesn't feel like your house. Right. Well, I think there's a similar brain transition around like, it. I didn't really feel like actual human beings lived around there. Yeah, you didn't feel safe, like it, it was a safe zone. But I think the idea of actual neighbors uh-huh. had not actually sunk in because... They were strangers to you. Or just non-existent, you uh-huh. know, like they were just sort of nameless houses. And so when I saw the cat... Right, my brain had no option other than this. It must can't belong to someone because right. no one lives here. Right, exactly. <laughs> the other thing was, I've I had never seen a cat in such such oh disrepair. Right, um, I've since had cats that have declined and looked real bad like that, right. but I, I'd never seen a cat look just so 
skinny and, oh. and weak, you know? And I, and so in my brain, it was just like, this can't be someone's cat. Right. You know, this, no one has a cat like this. So, but just how dumb it was. Anyway, I go to her and I tell her a story and she's like, she's like, oh, okay. Yeah. The cat was kind of on its last leg. So, and I say the cat, I'm pretty sure the cat's at this one vet. And so I just want you to know, I'll pay for all the bills or whatever right. and da, da, da. And then, and they're like, oh yeah, don't worry about it. It's fine. And they were just super cool about it. That's so good. <laughs> and then, but because again, they don't, they're not really attached to some of their animals because they come in and right. out so fast. They, and they have such bulk. Like, they, right. They have so many, so many animals. Right. They're, they're adopting animals out. Right. That some are dying because some of the cat animals Man. in this system. So fast forward, I don't know, like a few days, I bump into the neighbors again and I'm like, so, you know, did you get your cat? And she's like, uh, yeah, we just decided to let him put it down. <gasps> oh, so, which is probably the right choice. Right. But right. it, <laughs> the, my, everything I was worried about turned out, they didn't care. Right. Like yeah. they're, it, which is bizarre, you know, yeah. like how many times do you steal? But that, that makes sense. Cause it's not their one precious cat they've had all their lives. It's. Right. Yeah. But I didn't know that. So, patron uh, Amy. That would be embarrassing. I actually stole a neighbor's animal once. By the way, I remembered. It was my drummer. The wine. Oh, yeah. Yes. Wait, the what? You know, my oh, at work with the clock repair place. Right, right, right. So, uh, another one. Uh, I'm, I'm going to tell three that I think about, like, once a week. Oh, my God. So, when I was first teaching about 15, 20 years ago... I was uh, teaching, I love to teach, but I hate to speak in public. I hate... Still? Uh, I'm getting better, mm -hmm. but I, I don't know why. I've just always been terrified of standing up in front of four or more people and doing anything. Interesting. Yeah, whereas some people have no problem with it. You know what I mean? They're, they're just, yeah, whatever. To me... It, it's always just been so hard. And when I was a new instructor, I really wanted to be a good teacher. And I liked many aspects of teaching, except for the part where I had to stand in front of them and, and, and talk. <laughs> and talk. But um, I got better over the years, I think, at least getting used to it. But one of the things that I... So I'll never forget this one moment. I, I had this one class where I kept using... The, the term permutation. <laughs> permutation. Do you know that word? Permutation. Okay. So <laughs> I wanted to say permutation. And for some reason, the term, it, the, the word uh -huh. had come up like 10 times. But you were saying more like Permian era. Yeah. The Permian era. And in my head, permutation, permutation was a word. Okay. Permutation. Permutation. And so I, I say perm And then after class... Or in middle of class, maybe at some point it occurs to me like, is permutation a word or not? Like, it, it, there was something about it that felt a little funny. <laughs> Did you try writing it out? So this was back when the internet wasn't what it is today. Oh, so you couldn't just Google it? Well, I did Google it. Actually, I'm going to Google it now and see what it what it says because uh, can you talk for a second? Yeah, because like permia would be like permanent uh, versus permu permutation. Okay. So, when I Googled permutation back, and maybe it wasn't even Google, maybe it was like Yahoo or Alta Vista. Alta Vista, yeah. And they, did, they didn't have, did you mean? No, Cause, no. Because right not. now, Google says, did you mean permutation? Right. 
back then it didn't do that. So it just returned it relevant just, results. Yeah, we don't. Well, well, no, none. It's like we don't have any results. And so I'm like, well, what word am I thinking of? I know I'm thinking of a word, and there was no way back then <laughs> to try to, to know. You know right. what I mean? You have to and go to the library. So at so I you know and I kept I was asking around and no one really knew, and then like I don't know a few weeks later I finally figured out oh permutation is a word. I think I actually went to the dictionary and read every perm word, you know what I mean? <laughs> and physically in an actual dictionary, you know? And I felt like an idiot. Because <laughs> you've been saying permutation. Because I've been saying permutation in front permutation. of... In front of people because I'm the smart one, you know what I mean? Right. Like... <laughs> I'm the one that they pay to teach them. Oh, that's funny. And I'm using this this word that doesn't exist. Permeate. You know, you got to permeate. Like, it's like, it, it, it's almost like saying, um, what's that one word that people use wrong now? Um, oh, irregardless. Oh, irregardless. Which it turns out is, is also meaningful. It's becoming a word anyway. Um, another embarrassing moment I made in public was... During the 20, uh, 2008 presidential election mm-hmm. between Barack Obama and, um, and uh, what's-his-face uh, from Arizona. Yeah, yeah, yeah. T- uh, McCain. McCain. And Sarah Palin. And there was this, it was, again, sort of early days of the internet. Even though 2008 was well into the internet, but still kind of... Not early days. But... but to me, not like it is today. No, but we had Facebook by then, and we had all those early Facebook. I was on Facebook in 2008, but I, I don't. I remember having like three friends that I knew on Facebook. You got me onto Facebook in 2007. Oh, I did. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, but still, it's early. Yeah, early, and and um, that's my excuse anyway. Yeah, <laughs> is that it was early, and there was this email that went around, or some kind of I don't remember how I saw it, but it was that that picture of sarah palin in a bikini holding a yes i remember that like a ak-47 or something yeah. or an ar-15 and i had known about photoshop but for some reason when i saw this photo it completely fit my narrative right of how ridiculous she is and what she might involve herself in or something because you know she was a beauty queen and there, there were sure. actual pictures of her in in bikinis right, right. you know in competitions when she was younger and I saw this picture, and and I was like, "Oh, Sarah Palin, be Sarah Palin." And then I'm I was talking with some people at a party. My cousin Brian, actually, actually, I think it was with my family, and we're all talking politics. And I was like, "Yeah," and you know that photo of Sarah Palin in that bikini with the gun, and like everyone's kind of quiet. And Brian looks at me, he's like, um, "You know that's fake, right?" <laughs> and I'm like. And again, in that moment, it just suddenly dawns on me, like, of course it's fake. Of course that picture is fake. Oh, my God. One, why did you not notice it was fake? And two, why would you bring why it up think without not? saying something like, well, I don't know if it's fake or not, but I saw it. You know, like, I just said it like, and then there was that picture. Well, that's when you got to double down and be like, oh, you didn't see? It's not fake. Turns out it's real. <laughs> I'll never forget that. It happened... That happened 10 years ago. I remember it like it was yesterday. Uh, I was so mortified. It just felt like, how stupid of me. You know oh what I mean? Oh, my gosh. That I would just take some stupid joke thing that probably everyone knew was 
was fake. Right. And I thought it was real. And then I talked about it like it was real in front of a group of people. <laughs> so uh, when I was, um, when I had moved here at 15, um, I had gone a few months without talking to anyone in Spanish because in my, my mom, even though she's full Colombian and speaks fluently Spanish, uh, in, in my, in her house, we, we never spoke Spanish. So I went from speaking Spanish every day to months of just English. And then we do a call with my grandparents around, I think it's Christmas time. And uh, I'm talking, I'm like, and I'm talking in Spanish to my grandma and I'm struggling. I'm like, getting stuck trying to talk to her. And, and I'm like, ah, ay, es que es difícil. It's hard to talk right now. And then, and then I want to say, I'm just, I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed that it's so hard. So I say, ay, estoy tan embarazado. And then she like goes, what? And then she cracks up and oh, then yeah. I hear everyone cracking up and I'm like, it's like you're pregnant. What's happening? Yeah, embarazado means pregnant. But it sounds like embarrassed. And in my head, for some reason, I thought, how do you say him? I'm like, how do I say embarrassed? Oh, embarazado. Yeah, embarazado. <laughs> like, what the? And I mean, this is so ridiculous. I grew up speaking Spanish. It's my first tongue, right? Like, yeah. But yet, somehow, my wires got crossed. The right way, by the way, is... Permeatation. Tengo, permeatation. Tengo pena, o estoy apenado, o me da pena. That's, that's the right... Uh, all right, so my last embarrassing thing I did in front of a group of people was I was playing pub trivia a couple years ago, uh-huh. and there was a, a section, of, you know, like there are different categories of questions, you know, and so we had a series of questions on like space and astronomy, mm. and I was like, oh, this is right up my alley, man, <laughs> like I'm going to nail this, and we get like, I don't know, one of the questions has something to do with rockets, and... I was uh, immediately to my, so, you know, everyone, every time you've played, have you played pub trivia? Yeah. Well, we did the Star Wars one. Okay. Yeah. So you're in, you're in a group of people and there are other groups sitting right next to you. So you have to confer real quietly together, you know, you don't want to give it away. Right. And so I'm with like four other, five other people, Chad and Tanya and them. And we, uh, we get the question and then everyone kind of looks at me (laughs) and, and I know the answer. So I'm like, oh, it's easy. It's Saturn V. Saturn V. Easy. <laughs> Saturn V rocket. You know, Florida. It's just fine. I've, I've seen it, actually. I've been there. You know, I, I, said, it in, I said it in such a flippant, <laughs> arrogant, like... How do you not know this? Well, no, I didn't say that. Because, you know, it wasn't so much that. It was like, this is easy for people like me. Right. Like people, people like me. People like me that know stuff about stuff like that. I understand why you right. don't know it. I mean, I didn't have that. It wasn't that. It was more just like, this is a slam dunk sure. for me. And I, and I just want you to witness. Mere mortals as I know this. As I slam dunk the shit out of this question. And, you know, it was like, oh, you know, okay, sad. Because no one else, you know, they're just, right. and, and I, I'm so confident, you know. It was not the right answer. Oh, no. And everyone was nice about it. Like, no one said, man, you seemed real I sure. wish I would have been there. I would have given you so much shit. But I, again, that was, actually, it was probably more like four years ago. I re- Every month that just, that, <laughs> that comes up. That moment just pops in my head like, you arrogant <laughs> idiot, you know? Like, Dude, how did you possibly think that you knew, like... It felt like I knew. Right. And then once we got the answer, I was like, oh, oh. 
Ah, okay. You know, right. I can see that. I mean, that's the problem with these like open-ended trivia questions, sure. you know, like name the rocket that they used on the first space shuttle mission or right, something, right. you know, and it's like, it's, it's, it's not multiple choice. But anyway, the point was, was <laughs> there are, there are times when I, in my life where I felt very sure like I knew something only to find out later I did not know did it. Not know I it. didn't estimate my ability to. You know, I didn't estimate the likelihood of my hunch as as being yeah. correct on the right amount of scale. You right. know what I mean? Anyway. Well, you know, one time I um, I was visiting my aunt in Ronard Park, California, which is close to San Francisco. I was eleven years old, and I I got so excited because I think they were they were out on the deck. Maybe they were cooking some hot dogs or something. And I, I was super excited to go say something. And I was like just running out there. And all of a sudden, I don't know what happened because I'm laying on the floor. Oh. And like my face hurts. Yeah. And they, of course, they had a screen door. And I smacked it so hard that I knocked myself down, like disoriented myself, tore the screen door and like the wall part of whatever. <laughs> And now she was married to a guy at the time, a jerk, by the way. Uh, but I don't know. You know, I'm an 11 year old, so it's an adult or whatever. And I overhear him a little later because at first, you know, she's like, "Oh, mijito, mijito," right? Like, but I overhear him like, "What the fuck is wrong with that kid? Is he an idiot?" And I overheard this. I was like, oh, "I felt so embarrassed, dude." It was so. T- Granted, he was being a dick, but like. <laughs> And it's it's just like when you're 11, 12, like that age, you start feeling like, hey, I can handle stuff. Right. I'm not a little kid anymore. And we're just like this smack <laughs> right into a screen door. It's like, oh, my God. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. You know, they need to make things that are noticed they, and they do now they try to make it so well, that like, i was like a bird or something <laughs> right but and i but it happens all the time i watch enough fail videos to know this happens all the time right you know people like there's this one where someone a robber actually is trying to run out of a bank and like runs straight into this window because oh. it was it was a door that slid yeah. open okay and it was all glass oh shit. and, and he Did knocks break it breaks it knocks himself out you know what I mean? Just just flattens him. <laughs> there was a time I was uh, on a business trip down in Santa Monica. And it was when texting was a new thing to me. Huh. So I was doing it nonstop. Yeah. And I was walking along the Did you the have pier. unlimited texting? Because in the beginning... Uh, it, oh, actually, it's funny you say that. Uh, this, this bout of texting got me to upgrade to the first the tier up and eventually AT&T unlimited before this was before remember when they had unlimited but then they moved to a plan that was paid but they grandfathered in the unlimited but they throttled it heavily so it wasn't really unlimited anymore uh, so this was the time frame where I had to upgrade cuz I was right, texting because, so much cuz in back in the day when texting first came uh, about yeah. it was like it was like you got a certain amount. Some plans you was like, you get ten texts a month, and then right. everyone after that you have to pay like five cents right. for or something. Well, so I didn't get into texting. Just so dumb because it's like the minimal like bandwidth has to be spent yeah. on texting. So I didn't get into texting right away. Like it took me way more years than than people were already texting. It's just that there was this time frame, and I think it was around two thousand ten, maybe. 
So oh, it's yeah. pretty late, but yeah. like, I, I think I had my iPhone 3G or whatever, and I was like, okay, I'm texting, texting. So I'm walking down the, the boardwalk. No, it's not the boardwalk, but it's like along that ocean drive. Yeah. Right? And I'm just looking at my phone, looking at my phone, texting, texting. Uh, All of a sudden, smack right into a branch, a low-hanging branch, uh, and I fall backwards. Oh. Uh, and there were people walking behind me. Oh. Uh, now, it was such a ridiculous situation that I just burst out laughing. That's like the only thing I could do. And, and of course, they burst out laughing too. But I, I just, I was like, oh my God, this is so ridiculous. And, and I couldn't actually at first believe that it had happened because it was like a cartoon. It was like, you know, one of those like cartoon things. It was so outrageous that I would smack into a tree and fall over because I was texting. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, that does it for that episode of Psychology in Seattle. Thanks for joining us. And please take care of yourself because you deserve it.